Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of the book of Daniel. And we're in the ninth chapter. We looked at the first two verses yesterday. Let me reread them. Verse 1. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of Median descent, who was made king over the kingdom of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, observed in the books the number of the years which was revealed as the word of the Lord to Jeremiah the prophet for the completion of the desolations of Jerusalem, namely 70 years. So Daniel was reading in books, plural, okay? He's reading the, uh, what the prophet Jeremiah had said. What books were they that Daniel had? Well, we don't know precisely. Uh, obviously, the, the uh, New Old Testament, the way that we have it, was not yet compiled. It was <laughs> Daniel's writing right now, right? But he had uh, some books of the prophets, Jeremiah, probably other prophets also. And in Jeremiah, as we saw uh, yesterday in a previous episode, uh, 25th chapter of Jeremiah shows that the Lord had revealed to him that it would be 70 years that they would be in captivity in uh, Babylon and that Jerusalem would experience these desolations. <clears throat> so I asked you a question at the end of the episode, previous one. How do you think he responded? How do you think Daniel responded? How do you think the people would respond? when they would hear this. You know, in the natural, we would say, man, you know, our time's about up here. We spent nearly 70 years here. The Jeremiah said that it was going to happen. It happened. Jeremiah says it's going to be 70 years, so it's going to be 70 years, we assume. So this is great. This is wonderful, right? Watch the next verse, how Daniel responded. So I gave my attention to the Lord God to seek him, by prayer and supplications, with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Now, let me read that again. So I gave my attention to the Lord God to seek him by prayer and supplications, with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. Now, that's not exactly the response that most of us were likely thinking. Okay? Perhaps, yes, of giving a thanks. Perhaps praising the Lord. All that, yes. But to seek Him by prayer and supplication, particularly with fasting, sackcloth, and ashes. And what we're going to see is that from verses, uh, the next verse, verse 4 through, I don't remember, 20, something like that, uh, is a prayer that Daniel lifts up to God on behalf of his nation. And he begins by confessing the sin that they had committed. Now, what can we glean from this? Okay, as we go along, I just want to draw your attention to this at the very beginning. And we can be reflecting on it as we go all the way through this prayer. I think what's going on here is that Daniel realized that his people had not changed at all. If you remember what was said in the 25th chapter of Jeremiah, they had been rebellious against God. 
they had sought to go on their own way and to do their own thing, et cetera, et cetera. And that really the heart of the people had not changed at all. And here this 70-year period is about to be up, and nothing within their heart had changed. So what does he do? He turns and he gives his attention to God. He seeks the Lord. How does he seek him? He seeks him in prayer. He seeks him in supplication. Supplication. What is supplication? Hmm? What do you think? It's, it's in, in asking a, a favor on behalf of somebody. as an intermediary type of thing on behalf of somebody. So he's bringing it before God with fasting, with sackcloth and ashes. And we know that when we see sackcloth and ashes, uh, even with fasting, that that's the idea of humbling oneself, okay, of humbling oneself before the Most High God. And so rather than jumping up and down rejoicing, rather than giving praise and giving thanks, which he does here in a moment, but he realizes that something else is up here and, and there's something not quite right with the people. Now, let's begin the prayer. Verse 4, I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed and said. See how personal it is? Verse 3, Daniel says, I gave attention to the Lord. Verse 4, I prayed to the Lord God. I confessed. I said. And here's what he said. Alas, O Lord, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant and loving kindness for those who love him and keeps his commandments. We have sinned, committed iniquity, acted wickedly, and rebelled, even turning aside from your commandments and ordinances. Did you catch how he referred to himself? He said, I prayed to the Lord. I confessed. I said, and he gets down to the next verse. He says, we have sinned. He didn't point the finger and said, Lord, your people here have sinned. They've done this. He says, we. He declares, God, you are the great and awesome God. Lord, you're the one. You've kept your covenant. You keep your loving kindness. You love us, and you told us you would, and you keep your commandments. Okay? And you said that you will love those and keep your commandments toward them, but what have we done? We have sinned. He included himself with his people. Because all have sinned. He says, we have sinned. We have committed iniquity. We have acted wickedly. We have rebelled. We have turned aside from your commandments and ordinances. How many things are here? Say, sin, committed iniquity, acted wickedly, rebelled, and turned aside from your commandments and ordinances. Five things. It's a bit of a pattern of that that you see in Scripture. Remember over, uh, I think it's in either Ezekiel or Isaiah, one of those two passages when it's talking about uh, Lucifer, probably Ezekiel 28, where it says that he uh, said, I will exalt myself to the Most High. I will be like the Most High God. And he declared these five things. There's a picture there of when we declare things like that, which speaks of worldliness and speaks of sin. And Daniel just openly confesses at the very beginning. He declares it as a confession. He says, I prayed to the Lord. I confessed, and here's what I said. We have sinned. We've committed iniquity. We've acted wickedly. We've rebelled. 
We've turned aside from your commandments and ordinances. Now, this is what caused them to be taken off into captivity. It's at the end of the seven-year period, and Daniel's saying, we have. Does that mean that they continued to do so? In other words, is he asking for forgiveness from, for what brought them into this situation some 70 years before? Well, I feel pretty certain that that would have already taken place, that he would have done that. I think what's being said is, Lord, we're still doing this. We're sinning. We're committing iniquity. We're acting wickedly. We're rebelling, and we're turning aside from your commandments and your ordinances. And I tell you what, folks, this is a prayer that can be spoken on behalf of the true professing body of Christ today. Okay. particularly the organizational church, okay? The organizational church has done this, turned against God's commandments and ordinances, sinned, committed iniquity, acted wickedly, rebelled at every level. Even the best of us from time to time chooses our own way and does this. May we determine not to do this. May we not sin. We're empowered to do so, to live a life without sin. May we reject iniquity. May we not act wickedly. May we walk in obedience rather than rebellion. And rather than turning aside from the commandments and ordinances, may we turn to the Most High God who will work out His commandments and ordinances within us by the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Again, I'm Dale. Chapter 9 of Daniel. Read those first five verses or so and see what the Lord says to you. I'll see you in the next episode.